0: In 1965, you could get an entire gigabyte of computer storage for a million dollars. Today, instead of paying a million dollars for that same gig, you can pay two cents. What a deal, two cents versus a million dollars, i take that any day. Hey, this is Caleb, and you're listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast. Behind the scenes, doing all of the magic on the background, in the background, is my teammate Tatsuya Murao. In this podcast, I'm going to give an explanation of what cloud computing is. And I'm going to first give you a history lesson of the progress of computational power that has led us to where we are today and what we can do moving forward in the future. So as I said, in 1965, when computers were first entering the market and being used for large computational needs... They were a million dollars to create. And at that level, what they were doing was they were, they were making models for the atomic bomb. They were making models for statistics. They were developing models for the census. Those kind of big problems were being solved by these huge rooms with all of these computers that were like six feet, seven feet tall. To give you a little bit of an example is that in 1964 there was this uh, computer called Card Random Access Memory, or CRAM. And they had a deck of 256 cards. And in combination, they could hold 5.5 megabytes worth of data. Now today, 5 megabytes won't get you that far. But back then, that was the cutting edge of technology. And so we progressed from that all the way down to where we are today, where you don't even notice how much power you have on your computer on the apps that you use on in the internet because the cloud runs everything and what i mean by that is the short definition of cloud computing is simply this it is a model of accessing shared pools of configurable hardware and software resources that's a mouthful but what it means is that cloud computing essentially connects a lot of computational resources into one place. So to give you an example, many different companies host servers in different locations, and they have these big servers in these big server rooms today. And what you can do is you can have access to the computational power in those servers without owning it yourself. So for example, Instead of paying a million dollars for a room full of computers that you have to maintain and monitor and upgrade and all of those things, you can just pay somebody to have access to that computational power and that storage without that maintenance cost. And since a lot of computers are out there, but also a lot of companies are doing the same thing, the cost goes down dramatically. And as new technology comes out, then new ways of making these networks work like advances in ways that are is hard to notice but improves our lives on a daily basis so that's what we mean by cloud computing it's essentially a pool of resources that can allow you to do many different things by essentially renting or having access to that computational power So what does that mean for you and your company? Well, what that means is that you can access and you can pay for access to the storage space you need without housing it yourself. And the storage space is dirt cheap. It's even cheaper than it was 10 years ago. And so if you're starting off or if you have a company that is trying to decide on what to do, cloud computing is a very, very good way to go because what it does is it allows you to scale. And it allows you to monitor your costs and it allows you to meet your needs by scaling up or down depending on how much computational storage or power you need in a certain time. So for example, if a company like Walmart needs more computational power, let's say in November and December when they have the most sales, they need all their systems to run most efficiently, then they'll pay a company like Amazon or Microsoft to have access to more servers and more computational power so that their systems can run faster and be in real time and give them the data they need for sales so that they can make decisions about what products to sell, what products to go on market, what products to put on sale. All of these decisions can be made better in real time once you have the storage and computational power to do so. And that means that a company like Walmart that's not necessarily tech focused can access computational power and computational space and then be able to scale down when they don't need it anymore. Like let's say January, February comes around and they say, hey, we'd like to tone down our system so that it can operate at a normal level like like it normally does. And so many companies use this for many different things, but that's the general idea. Now, because it's so cheap, and what I mean by cheap is like hundreds of hundreds of dollars now for hosting a database server with what you would need to host let's say a terabyte worth of data. It'll cost you less than fifty hundred dollars a year it's It's really negligible as far as business costs and will be worth a lot of your revenue or it will it will help you in ways that you may not imagine. So there are reasons why you don't want to utilize cloud computing. And part of it is that you may want storage that you can control yourself. Maybe it's proprietary or you want more control over your data, et cetera. And in this case, what you would have to do is you would have to set up your own servers in a specific location and make sure that they're monitored and secluded from other databases and secluded from other places. And this is good in a security situation where you have exclusive data or exclusive information that you want to stay proprietary. And it's honestly one of the best ways to keep your company safe and secure from hacking. Because a lot of times, cloud computing is great for expanding your computational power and being able to flex. But what it doesn't help you do is it doesn't help you stay as protected as as maybe you could be if you owned and controlled your own servers and your own ability to save your data. So that's a trade-off. But what I will say is that many companies have put billions and billions of dollars into safety and security on their cloud computing platforms. And so because of that, It feels more safe than it was maybe five years ago, but you will still hear now and then about a huge hack that happened in Microsoft or in Oracle or in another company where you're like, that means that some companies were compromised by this hack in their platform. And so when I talk about platform, what do I mean by platform? What I mean is that when you have a lot of servers in a specific area, then you can build applications and you can build things on top of that and use that storage to build things on top of, on top of that storage and computational power. And so what a company like Amazon has done is they essentially made cloud computing ubiquitous. And they started in 2007 and said, they said, Hey, we've got all these servers. Why don't we just make them available to a certain market and give them access to be able to have have access to these servers on on a basis that they want. So it's usually it's priced by 30 cents an hour or however much an hour for a gigabyte or terabyte worth of data storage that is. And so because of that, Amazon was then able to create a platform of servers and storage that they could use themselves, but also they could They could then sell it to other companies. And so as they were selling it, they decided, oh, beyond cloud computing, we also need to develop applications or ways that people can create their own databases and they can create their own systems and build on top of the original storage that they had. And the original systems that they had and so that's what i mean by platform is that you have a bunch of servers that's hardware but you build a bunch of software on top of that hardware that makes the platform but makes their storage and their servers more usable to the market and so today amazon and aws is huge not only because of aws and the ability to scale up and down as far as cloud computing but also the applications that they provide with your storage So you can easily pipe data in and automate data from different sources into a database. It allows for a quick and easy way to develop your database. You can then report and push that data out to different places and they make it easy for you to stay on that platform. Now Microsoft does the same exact thing in different ways. Microsoft is in a way competing and was one of the biggest competitors to amazon in which they started off by building out cloud computing space but also using cloud computing to integrate with all the applications that they already had like office and excel and their reporting tools like power bi and so they've taken a different route to offer similar kinds of resources to different companies in the market and i hope that helps i hope that that overall perspective helps you understand what I mean by platforms. And so when you're starting off and deciding how you want to utilize cloud computing and how you want to build your infrastructure, you need to decide which platforms you're going to use. And to give you a name of a few that are used now is AWS, Microsoft, Oracle is used. And in healthcare, there are different platforms that are more proprietary and more specific to healthcare. And so if you have a niche or small software system that you're using in your company, it's often built on tools that are from other companies like AWS or Microsoft, etc. And so I wanted to make it clear that a lot of the ways that the cloud computing space is built is interchangeable. But also, if you want to build it yourself, then you have to choose a platform that you want to build things off of and each platform has their their unique capacities and like their unique flaws and they have things that some people may like and some people may not so for example aws is really good about having tools that are that make it easy for developers to develop really cool applications microsoft has the same thing but what it what it has is it has the ability to integrate all of their servers and all of their systems into the Microsoft platform, which is Office 365 and everything else that comes with Microsoft. And so they both have their positives and negatives. And that's what I'm trying to explain. And so moving forward, what does this mean for you as a company and you as a leader in an organization? What it means is that this thing called cloud computing isn't going away anytime soon. And I've experienced working with some companies where they have used Excel for a very, very long time and they've stored many, many pieces of data in Excel. What that means is that they have not put it in a place that's accessible to their entire company. It's usually sitting in a place that's not very usable, it's it's very clunky, et cetera. But what Cloud allows you to do is it allows you to scale in ways that you wouldn't have otherwise thought of. It allows you to place data in specific locations. It allows you to share them with the entire company in a way that allows you to aggregate and use the data that you have. And so I would encourage you that if you have any big pieces of data that are sitting in places like Excel or a CSV or whatever, that you should get them into a database or into a cloud computing space where you can utilize it better and you can you can start to aggregate data and you can start to utilize it on a company-wide level instead of a group level or a division level. So that's my summary of cloud computing. If you have any questions or thoughts, please let us know. If you'd like to support or share the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. You can catch the latest from me and follow us on LinkedIn at linkedin slash company slash Arcos Analytics or on Twitter at Arcos Analytics. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next podcast.